All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Yellow Card episode 66. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't saying because you said S-O. You forgot the P. S-O. Hey, hey yo, S-O. <clears throat> <laughs> um, anyways, like I said, welcome to the Yellow Card podcast episode 66. Presented to you by the Country Guy Sports Network and sponsored by our folks over at Shocked Energy and Exogun. Um, episode 66 starts now. Got a lot to talk about. Got some uh, some transfer window action already happening, which we'll see a lot of this actually happen for the next month or so. A um, lot of moving pieces for teams that are looking to, uh, you know, looking to save their season from relegation, looking to improve their season, going for silverware at the end of the at the end of the season, and some that just really just need repairs altogether. Um, Got some FA Cup action as well. So with that said, let's get the show going. So host Diego was here, my buddy, Chris Jones. Um, let's start talking about the FA Cup because we had some action happening yesterday in the third round. We had well over 12 matches um, that went on, and we got some more action happening today as we record. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about some of some of these score lines because uh, one of the major, one of the major ones that surprised a lot of people uh, will be talked about just shortly. So, in the third round, um, you know, Premier League teams like Man City, um, Crystal Palace, Newcastle, Leicester, Watford, Brentford, and Everton as well as Chelsea, Southampton, and um, Wolves, West Ham, Leeds United, Tottenham, Liverpool, Manchester United, Villa, and Arsenal are in this third round. Um, Yesterday, a few of these teams played, a few scorelines that were very good. Some, like I said, very, very, very shocking. So, uh, Chris, let's let's get your takes on some of this. some of these matches without talking about the major headline that went on yesterday. Um, let, let's get you, let's get you going. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, for starters, you know, we looking at this late, uh, you and I have it kind of a rough idea on what we would expect. Um, <clears throat> but for starters, I mean, I think the big one we'll get into in a little bit, but um, Swansea and Southampton was a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Start to finish. Um, if you looked at it, you know, it was Southampton was up one nothing, and then they got a red card in, I believe it was like the 30th minute. And then in the second half, Swansea ties it, sent it extra time. Um, an own goal from Southampton put Swansea up two to one. And literally a minute later, Southampton scored, and then Southampton scored in like the hundred second minute to win three to two with only having ten men as well. So that was a big one for that. Um, other than that, I mean, the Premier League teams did what they needed to do. That played yesterday. We had uh, let's see, City beat Swindon Town four to one. Uh, no, Fulham's not in there anymore. Um, who else was it? Brighton won two to one against West Brom. Uh, Leicester won four to one against Watford. Uh, Brentford won four to one against Port Vale. Um, and we had, you know, we, Ever- Everton 
Everton beat Hull City three to two. Uh, Chelsea won against Chesterfield five to one. Um, and you know we had some we had a penalty shootout between QPR and Rotherham with QPR moving on after winning in shootouts eight to seven. Um, just the game is the the slate as a whole has been uh, very very good to see. We saw Crystal Palace Millwall play a very very tough game, but I think the big one that we're going we're both of us are going going to discuss actually happened in. Well, there's actually there's two there's two games you should be talking about. One you should be talking about Huddersfield upset in Burnley at mm-hmm. Burnley, which is a tough place to play no matter no matter mm-hmm. what time of year it is. So that's the first one. Yep. Uh, the second one I think has to be uh, Cambridge United beat Newcastle at Newcastle. Yes, that sir. has to be the big one. Yes, sir. So we'll talk about it in just a few minutes here. Um, I agree with majority of what you just said. Um, I really like that Leicester City versus Watford game as well. I think Leicester finally showed their true colors as well. They've had a, a, a very rough season. Um, you know, chemistry kind of fell off and, and all that stuff. Just going through some changes it happens to a lot of teams. So, but then to pick up a really important win here for one score in the FA Cup, that just tells you the grit that this team has and that they're building. Um, another one that was surprising to me as well was Coventry versus Derby County. Um, I thought for sure Derby was going to win that game. Uh, they, they have a strong team. I, I'm surprised uh, um, at the outcome. It was a one nothing score, but it is what it is. Uh, Crystal Palace and Millwall actually was a really decent game. Millwall kind of um, showing a lot of what they're, what they're working on and improving it inside their uh their organization while Crystal Palace kind of um, making sure that they're walking a, a very thin line of carefulness and whatnot, especially with the main roster uh, being exposed because the last thing they want is for a COVID outbreak in their, in their team um, as they continue to be active and, and look out for, um, for interesting players that they can pick up during the, the January transfer window, which we'll also talk about. Uh, another one that was actually really, really interesting too was that Everton versus Hull City game, and the three to two, uh, kind of a back and forth game. If if you know, if you really look at it, uh, Damari Gray, Andre uh, Gomes, and Andrew uh, Townsend scoring, scoring for Everton, uh, but frankly, Hull City was the one that kind of got the action going going for them with Tyler Smith scoring in the first minute on Everton. Um, and from there, it was just a flurry of back and forth action the whole entire game. I mean, went on to, you know, 99 minutes or so. So, um, but as Chris mentioned, the, the main, main, main surprise last night off the action was that Cambridge United versus Newcastle game. Um, Newcastle rolling out with their brand new, um, signing, which they also picked up in the January transfer window, looking a little different in a 4-3-3 formation with Dubravka, Karrion Trippier, which is who they picked up in the January transfer window, Kraft, Shar, Richie, uh, Shelby, Jolinton, Longstaff, Fraser, St. Maximin, and Murphy in the front three. And he still managed to lose one nothing against a Cambridge United that 
that lined up in a 4-2-3-1 formation, kind of just trying to defend as much as they can, uh, especially with the attack that Newcastle had to had a percent. Um, what do you think went wrong here, uh, Chris? For for Newcastle, I mean, I just they just didn't capitalize on their opportunities. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you look at the stats, you you would sit there and say to yourself, "How is was there not a four to one victory for Newcastle?" They had twenty three shots in total. Nine of them were on target. They held fifty eight percent of the possession all game. Um, but I think the big thing is for them is that they just didn't capitalize. You know, you have twelve corners. Compared to compared to Cambridge United, it's one. You have mm-hmm. to be able to capitalize, even if it's just to set up something. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they didn't even get the chance to set up anything um, the entire way. Um, I'm hoping that with the addition of Trippier, it starts a little trend for Newcastle to go up because um, if Newcastle stays where they are in the table and they have a, a world – Two world talents like uh, Alan St. Maxime and Karrion Trippier are uh, just kind of bolstering around in, in the EFL championship rather than the Premier League next year. It's not going to be a good site for uh, a Newcastle team that's looking to uh, go go up from where they were based off uh, their new ownership group. So they're going to need to figure some, some stuff out uh, soon and figure out how to get uh, Karrion Trippier a little bit more involved. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I think another thing that went kind of wrong for them was their discipline. A lot of not not a lot of fouls, obviously, falling into the undisciplined game of Cambridge United, who had one more foul than them. Uh, but that definitely has something to do with with the discipline of this team. Um, they have plenty of shots on target; they just couldn't capitalize either. Like you mentioned, um, you know those twelve corners as well versus one. It's like, come on, how do you not? synchronize a good attack to be able to at least put two in the net out of those 12 corners. Um, they are rumored though, for far more improvements, uh, especially as one, as they're now one of the richest clubs in the premier league right now. So uh, it is suspected that this team will look very, very different come the, the end of the January transfer window. Um, so this might be a, a minor setback for. for comeback. For Newcastle, uh, but I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued as to what the game plan is for, um, you know, what the game plan is for Eddie Howe, especially as he's coming in and kind of has transformed this team a little bit around, uh, rolling in a new different formation, uh, presenting a whole new different style of game for Newcastle. It, it just looks like the guy is like revived his career and just trying to do whatever it takes to save this team from, from relegation. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think their, their main focus should be, um, uh, you got to get a, a, a center back in there. They desperately need a, a new looking center back. Um, maybe go call Barcelona and get a guy like Sim- Simo Diddy, uh, could be a good one for them. Um, mm-hmm. just stuff like that, even to help the midfield as well. But their next five games, uh, some of them are very winnable. They have Watford um, at home. They go to Leeds. They host Everton. They host Aston Villa. And then they go to West Ham. I don't see 
if this team is looking to make improvements, it needs to start with, with the first three stretch of games right there. Um, Watford is, is a very beatable team. Leeds has, has not been the same Leeds team that we saw from a season ago and the same with Everton since Rafa Benitez has taken over. So for Newcastle, uh, those are the three big things you want to focus on. And also, you want to try and build off of your last performance in the Premier League, which was uh, in 2021 against Manchester United when you drew with them at home. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Well, we got some FA Cup action happening today, uh, which can't really give you much of, of an update on other than Luton Town versus uh, Harrogate Town. Luton winning 4 nothing. Uh, currently, Wolves is ahead 1 nothing of Sheffield. And Shrewsbury currently is beating Liverpool 1 nothing. Uh, I don't know who Shrewsbury is. I, I know Shrewsbury Mass. I don't know Shrewsbury in England, but uh, it's kind of interesting for Liverpool. But it's Liverpool. Well, if you if you look at Liverpool, they turn it around. If you look at Liverpool's lineup and people that are in the lineup for Liverpool, uh, you would understand why it's like this. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, Keller, I, gotta, I gotta stop you right there, though. It's Liverpool. Come on, man. It's like agree, it's one listen, of the most developed listen, teams. I agree. Don't get me world. wrong. I'm not. I'm not discounting anything from what Shrewsbury is doing, but it's just looking at the front three. Um, obviously, besides Curtis Jones, who is a usual first team player for us, um, you have. Jeez, I believe that's that's Kate Gordon. Uh, he's only 17, getting his first action. And then um, Waltman, I, I believe, is another young young guy anyway. So they're, they're more so trying to de- develop these guys and get them to play in the first team. But I don't know. I'm just – I don't know. It's the FA Cup. We're not really worried about it. We're more so worried about um, the Premier League and the Champions League. But – it would be very embarrassing to lose to a team like Shrewsbury in the FA Cup in round three. Anything is possible this stage, man. Anything is possible. But um, tomorrow's action holds uh, Manchester United and Aston Villa for the FA Cup. And then later on today, it's Arsenal versus Nottingham Forest. Um, so we'll, we'll do our best to, to keep you uh, updated on the FA Cup round for the uh, – for, for this third round action on our Twitter handle, which is at podcast card, make sure that you're following it um, and click on the notifications so that you're updated the minute that we, that we publish an update. Um, with that said, let's transfer over to the, the transfer window um, topic of our episode today, um, which we got some action going on. That's some, some really nice action happening. Um, Let's see. Some of the uh, some of the major news being talked about, like we mentioned earlier, Karen Tripp here signing with Newcastle. We also got a major reunion happening in Neston Villa as two, I guess you could say legends in a way. Well, one of them is definitely a legend. The other one maybe in a way uh, for Liverpool which are 
Philippe Coutinho and Steve Gerrard reuniting at Villa. And then we have um, in the MLS, Toronto FC signing Lorenzo Insigne as a their marquee signup of the uh, of the year, and they're working as well on getting Richie Laria from Nottingham Forest um, to sign onto Toronto. So looks like Toronto is trying to build a massive team for the MLS and trying to come all together for it. So um, let's get, let's get talking about. Let's get talking about this transfer window. Uh, Chris, what, what, what are some takes you got? I mean, we kind of discussed the majority last week, um, mm-hmm. but um, like Arsenal needs to move on from Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Like that needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, we'll be waiting <clears throat> for a while. I think we'll probably wait up until like the last transfer window as well. Um, or the last day of the transfer window, excuse me. Um, Alexander Lacazette from them is also another one that you need to keep an eye on. Um, still looking to see what the uh, Manchester United front looks like um, with guys like Donny Van Der Beek wanting out, um, Paul Pogba, uh, Jesse Lingard, Anthony Marshall, just the usual names for that. Um, I think another one I'm kind of looking at, uh, Ousmane Dubélé from Barcelona is another name. You know, we're looking to see where he moves if he moves, uh, Rafinha from Leeds is, is another one um, that's very much so well sought out. Um, even teams like Bayern Munich are very much so interested in bringing him on. The kid's only 24 years old, but he has a bright future ahead of him. Um, but again, you know, it's the usual, like, is Erlen Holland leaving? Is he staying? Yep. Kylian Mbappe, what's, what's his plans moving forward? You know, it's just it's the same. It's the same thing over and over again. It's like so stagnant. It's it's really so stagnant, and and I'm glad that you're bringing that up because at this point it just goes on and on and on and on uh-huh. to the point that you like, and Bobby could just literally just retire from soccer, and I still wouldn't care. <laughs> you know, like it, it's just mentioned almost every twenty minutes. It's like. The guy hasn't even decided what he's going to have for breakfast that day, let alone decide what, where his new team is going to be. Like, let's stop with the rumors and let's actually have some actual news happening, you know. Um, but Thanks. speaking of that, uh, just some uh, just some updates real quick. Liverpool has managed to tie the 1-1 to Shrewsbury so far, and West Ham is taking the lead on Leeds United, one nothing on the FA Cup. West Ham's uh, Manuel Lanzini just scored. And for Liverpool, it was give me one second here. It was Caden Gordon who just scored. We were just talking, Talk, so, just talking about him. Yep. Um, but in the transfer window, so there's a couple of very potential moves that could be happening here. One of them is what I think it's a very interesting one, which is Lazio looking to borrow from Chelsea, Kepa Arizibalaga for the rest of the season. The only problem that they have is that the Spaniard currently earns about 170,000 euros a week, which is a huge salary problem for Lazio because of financial caps that they, they have to, um, they have to adhere to. Um, So that's a, that's a move to keep an eye on another move to also keep an eye on is the fact that Arsenal are currently in the hunt or Aaron Ramsey to bring the Welshman back 
to the Emirates. Um, that's a really good move considering that Ramsey currently plays for um, Juventus, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It looks like he, he just wants out. You know, he, he's ready for a new scenery or whatever. And uh, it looks like, you know, he's just not part of the uh, game plan that uh, Allegri has for that team. Uh, you know, obviously they, the, as Chris, as Chris mentioned, the current rumors are mainly centered about, you know, Holland, where is he going and, and, and killing Mbappe. Uh, but another juicy one that I think is very, very interesting is the fact that Jurgen Club is reportedly interested in a move for Real Madrid's winger, Eden Hazard. Um, I got to ask you as a Liverpool fan, because if this was United, I'd probably toss my phone to the opposite side of the world. Uh, how are you feeling about this? Is my phone? Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. It's just, it's, I mean, like, I get why, but it's just going to create more and more problems for this team. Like, if you're just going to bring in a guy like Eden Hazard who's going to want to play as much as he does, that takes away uh, playing time from Mane, that takes play, away playing time from Mo Salah, it's not going to work. So just don't even bother. If you want to bolster this team, you bolster in the midfield, or you get another, or you get another young piece that you can have as a striker. That's it. Yeah. All you're doing. Yeah, but <clears throat> I, I want to move on from because I don't want to talk about it. Like uh-huh. if we were talking about Felipe Coutinho, I'd be like, okay, bring him in on a loan. That's fine. You can play with this club and 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 work with it. But mm-hmm. he, uh, Eden Hazard, cannot. No, and, and I mean, I agree with you. And I think he's just so out of form at this point that if he hasn't managed to get back into form with somebody as, as easy of a coach to work with, like Carlo Ancelotti, that just tells you his value is really just not there anymore. Um, once he left the Premier League and decided to make that move to Spain, he just – he's not even mm-hmm. a player that you currently look at and you're like, oh, oh, careful yep. he's playing, you know? You're just like, oh, it's Eden Hazard. That's it. Um, but another. What about what about this? Have you heard this rumor at all? That City that? and um, Barcelona are looking to do a swap deal. No, I have not. So, <clears throat> Barcelona would get uh, Americ Laporte. Okay. And Man City would get uh, Frankie De Jong. See, I, I think that's actually a loss for Manchester City. I don't ha- – I wouldn't hate the move because I, I just think they're just trying to bolster that entire midfield. Don't get me wrong, but I just I, – I just think if Frankie De Jong played in the Premier League, I just think he would get so much more recognition than he already does. And I think his value is a little bit lower than it should be because of the fact that Barcelona is going through what they're going through currently. But if he comes back and he and City can pull this off, give him two years with Man City, and I guarantee you he's back up over $100 million worth of value. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to look at what all the rumors I'm, I, can, I can see happening. Um, we talked about uh, Ashley Maitland-Niles. He moved on loan. Um, 
You got Lucas Digne wanted out of Everton. Where does he go? Right now, it looks like Chelsea's in the running for that. Um, any chance he could go reunite with Carlo Ancelotti at Real Madrid? Like, what, what are we thinking there? I mean, I think he should. I think it's a, actually a solid move for his career there to reunite with Carlo. So, yeah. Uh, Newcastle for Titi. Barcelona very much so trying to get rid of his contract and his injury plate itself. Hopefully, a new senior would do wonders for him. Um, Everton looking, looking to loan uh, Ross Barkley from Chelsea, mm-hmm. which would be a, an interesting one. Um, there was one more that I saw, and I can't find it now, but I wanted to get your opinion on it. Give me one second so I can... Yeah, I mean, while, so while you look for that, um, another player to definitely keep an eye on because he's rumored to go in different directions. One of them staying in the Premier League and the other one sending him to Spain. And that is Adama Traore from Wolves. He's been heavily rumored to be leaving the club uh, with Bruno Lage obviously keeping him in the in the bench to just take good care of him in the case that he is transferred. Um I got to be honest, man, that that transfer would excite me so much because he is such a good player, uh, works his butt off. He's, he's reliable. He's, he's a force to be reckoned with on the field. Um, somebody that a lot of his teammates have nothing but high praises to say about him. Um, so seeing him being able to move on to another team that could potentially contend for a trophy um, is actually very, very exciting. One of the teams that is rumored to want to go after him is Barcelona, which bringing him to Barcelona would be such a gigantic addition for them, considering that uh, you can transform him into a right wing back or, you know, you can keep him in his current position and will still benefit tremendously from it and his physicality as well. He's quick. He's very physical on the wing, which is something you don't see with the majority of these wings nowadays. So getting that on top of anything, if he's to leave Wolves, I think his value only increases. So yeah. when he he gets his new club and he does very well and then wants to progress and maybe try a different different avenue, his value is going up. His value is at an all-time low right now because Wolves just does, doesn't know how to use him properly, yeah. unfortunately. But looking at other rumors, looking outside of the Premier League as well, um, Kingsley Coleman is also a name that's been tossed around a bunch. And if Coleman is gone, um, Bayern Munich looks like they would prioritize a, a man like Usman Dembele to come in and replace him. Yeah. But Kingsley Coleman's a, a guy that um, I've seen with ties with United only because I could see them wanting to bolster mm-hmm. that, that spot of the field. And Coleman would be just a, a great fit. I mean, so young, has so much, uh, show mu- so so much to show and, and put everything out there. I'm just very close to seeing seeing what is next for this young stud because ever since um, he's had a bunch of injuries when he would when he was like really really young, and then he transitioned to where he is now with Bayern Munich as he scored that game winning goal uh, in the 2020. Um, Champions League final against PSG. 
So just just curious to see what uh what looks come that way. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Um, and speaking of United too, I mean, so much going on with that team right now. A lot of uh, a lot of changes happening. A lot of frustration happening as well. It's rumored that out of uh, out of the current roster, there's up to about eleven players now that want to leave the team as they don't see themselves as part of Rank Next uh, tactics and and plans for the club. Um, as well as they don't, they just don't align with what Rang Nick wants to do. Um, some others just want to change the scenery altogether, just for once and for all. Um, but there's also rumors of um, that once Rang Nick's interim management career comes to an end, that Mauricio Pochettino will finally be at Old Trafford. Uh, Rang Nick is a big fan of Pochettino, um, has recommended him before. Um, you know, Pochettino really has wanted to be a United for quite a while now. That's that's one of his dreams in his career, uh, especially the connection that he has with Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, if there's somebody that can bring, you know, big talent onto United's roster, it would be somebody like him. So that's it. That's another rumor to keep an eye on. Uh, that story, I'm sure, will develop even more during the summer. Right now in the January transfer window, I don't see it happening because of the internship, but um, yeah, there's there's one move that I could see potentially for that team, and then one move for my team as well. Both yeah. of them have to do with Leicester City. For yeah. your team, you're more of uh, we need center defensive mids. Fred doesn't get the job done, and we can't rely on Scott McTominay mm-hmm. or or Montage for that much longer. So what I could see happening is from Leicester, a guy like Wilfred Nadidi becomes available. You bring him on, add him to your center defensive mid. Because if Leicester's looking to make a little shakeup, they're currently sitting intense in the Premier League. They're uh, eight points back of Tottenham for sixth and then nine points back of West Ham for fifth. So they might need a little shakeup. That, that might be a move that they make for Liverpool – from that team, I mean, if you're gonna throw money at a at a, at a sentiment, there's there's no sentiment I'd rather throw money at right now than than Yuri Tielemans. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, he's a nice young midfielder, very good. Um, <clears throat> every time he plays with the Belgian national team, I feel like he just gets better and better. So I just think for me that would be if you're going to splatter a bunch of money, that's what you should be splattering on. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I do think as well that for United, you know, the rumor still pertains to Ruben Neves from Wolves to come on to United, which I wouldn't hate it. I'm all for it. Um, again, I just think I just can I, I just think this is starting to really de- depend on um, how fast and and how quickly. We actually react, especially now that Ed Woodward is officially out of Manchester United at the end of the month with uh, Richard Arnold coming in as his replacement in the CEO position. So, um, you know, other than that, what are, what are some final takes you may have, Chris? We were talking about the Dama Triori 
Um, and obviously, if he were to go to a big club in Spain, it'd be even better. But I think he'd be even better if he even stuck in the Premier League and played for a team like Antonio Conte's Tottenham, to be honest with you. Imagine having him on your wing with Harry Kane and then Son on the other side. Yeah. no, That would be a very formidable top three right there. No, I really, I really agree with you there. Um, I think right now the concern for Tottenham, though, is Huming Son's latest injury pickup, too. Uh, they mm-hmm. need to keep an eye on that, especially as there's really not a replacement at all for Cumin Sun in the club. So, also one last thing, because I had a little bit of a, of a debacle with this um, in my. <laughs> it's funny how I'm gonna compare the two together, but my FIFA career, I, I decided to become oh, manager god. of Everton. Oh god! But I I sat there and I looked at myself. I go, they really need to make a move. So if you had to move one of their top two of Dominic Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison right now, which one would you move? Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Why? Because with Richarlison, you can still build pieces around him. With Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you're kind of risking a lot of creativity from um, – you're not, you're not risking much. You're, you're really just moving away you forward, which you can replace. With Richarlison is difficult because you don't have, um, you know, you really just don't have the bandwidth nor the capital to really replace somebody like Richarlison, bring in a big name that could be your next creative piece and attacker in that midfield for your club. So therefore you kind of are invested in wanting to keep Richarlison one way or another. Um, unless unless you have a talent that's developed out of the academy that you're keeping under your sleeve. So I think my only thing is I feel like I would get rid of Richarlson only because I feel like you can get more money for him than mm-hmm. a guy like Dominic Calvin-Lewin. And the way this team's trending, both of them are, are 24, 25 years old. They're, they're hitting their peak. What's stopping you from selling – Richardson to one of these top teams in in the league that that wants that wants to compete, and you get sixty to seventy million in it for from them, for them. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's how that's how I look at it personally. <clears throat> so what I did with it is I'll talk to you off camera about it because uh, I don't want to get Everton fans too uh, too excited, but I just I I changed a little bit of it. And with it's it's worked out in my favor with it, but you just gotta kind of go with the punches there. And for Everton, um, I I do think that sooner rather than later, one of those two is going to have to be moved. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I definitely agree with that. Um, it's just more of like, you know, what are you really looking to replace at this point? Are you looking to replace your attack? and be able to build something stronger? Or are you looking to um, basically all together just kind of make a team better, make a team better. Yeah. So, but um, other than that, that does it for episode 66. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter at podcast card on Spotify and the yellow card podcast, the podcast section um, on anchor on our YouTube channel, a couch guy sports. 
And uh, last but not least, make sure you check out Couch Guy Sports. A lot of heavy content flowing on that website. And uh, your support is more than we could ask for. Until next time, signing off, Dale Galvis, Chris Jones. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.